right everyone welcome back to my YouTube reviews and today I will be reviewing White Snake's 1989 album Slip of the Tongue um, produced by Mike Klink and Keith Olson and um, this was their follow-up to the massively successful 1987 self-titled album and um, you can totally tell throughout that it was trying to kind of kind of cash in on that sound from the previous album. It's the only way I can think of to describe it. And um, you've got some great tracks on the album. This is one of my first White Snake albums, and um, it was released on November seventh, nineteen eighty nine, in the United States. Um, it was released in Japan on November 18th, and the rest of the world it was actually released on November 13th. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, um, the lineup for this album is Coverdale, um, Steve on vocals, of course, Steve Vai on guitars, Adrian Vandenberg, who was involved in the writing for the album, but um, did not perform because of a wrist injury, and it's interesting to how Steve Vai was um, kind of put into the band or invited into the band. Um, I'll talk about that in a few, but um, you got Rudy Sarzo on bass and Tommy Aldridge on drums. And um, initial recording started back in 1988 or the initial writing for the album. Um, originally, Vivian Campbell was going to be involved, but he left due to musical differences. Um, Basically, from what I heard, it was just because, I mean, Coverdale and Vandenberg had really kind of bonded between one another, and um, or bonded with one another, and they became a songwriting partnership, and um, <clears throat> basically them two were the ones writing all the songs, and um, of course, Vivian Campbell would leave, he would later join Def Leppard, and um, he's, I think he's still with them today. But um, let's get into the track listing. Um, the first track, the title track, Slip of the Tongue. This was the opener for the tour. Um, great opening to the album. Um, very much has a 87 feel. And um, I really enjoy this track. Um, great opener to the tour and the um, album itself. Then the second track, Cheap and Nasty, um, Sleazy White Snake at its best. Um, another um, staple for the tour wasn't performed afterward, but um, was performed for the tour. Um, a great track once again. Some great Steve I guitar work on this song, and then um, the next track, "Fool for Your Love" in '89. Um, this was the first single released in 1989. Um, a video was shot for it, and um, <clears throat> this was a re-recording of the same track from. Um, Ready and Willing in 1980. Um, this was um, very similar to that track, but a little bit more polished and a little bit more tight and contained. I mean, the original had very much a bluesy feel. This has much more of a polished hair metal, kind of heavy metal feel. And um, I still like it, though. Um, this kind of set in an argument between Coverdale and the label um he wanted the song judgment day which is um a song that's coming up here in a few 
and the record company wanted this song. Eventually, of course, the record company won. And, I mean, this song was a pretty decent hit for them. And um, the next track, um, Now You're Gone, this is kind of Here I Go Again Part 2. Um, I enjoy this song once again. Starts mellow and then kind of, kind of speeds it up and gets a little bit heavier. And it's a power ballad, of course, but... Um, this was the third single, um, third and final single from the album released in 1990. I really enjoy this this song. I don't think it was ever performed on tour. Um, much of this album actually was performed, um, but I'll, I've talked about a few already, but I'll get to some more later on. But um, it, it may have been performed early, but um, it didn't, I don't think, last as a staple. But um, the next track, Kitten's Got Claws, um, Steve I at his best. Um, I mean, some great guitar by Steve I on this track. I mean, you you can tell Steve I's style a mile away. And, um, I mean, he does a very good job on this track. Um, was performed live on the tour. And then the next track, Wings of the Storm. Um, very underrated track on the album. I really, really like this track. Um, I don't think it was performed live on tour. It may have, I think I saw it being performed on another tour afterward. It was like performed once and then that was it. But um, still another another good track on this album. Once again, Steve Vai at his best. Um, great guitar work by him. And then the next track, The Deeper Love, the second single released in 1990. Um, a video shot for it as well. And um, yeah, um, great power ballad um i've always really enjoyed this song one of the best tracks on the album in my opinion and um was performed live and um yeah um the next track i spoke about it earlier judgment day um it was released as a promotional single to the radio in 89 um i believe before the album was actually released and um once again, a very good track. This is kind of um, kind of the one I think if you mention this album, this is the song a lot of people look look at. Either this or "Fool for Your Loving." These those are the two um, songs on this album that um, people really know. And um, I like this track. I mean, it screams um, the 1987 album, and um, yeah, I really like it. Um, kind of "Still of the Night" Part Two. And then um, you go to the next track, Slowpoke Music, which is kind of a predecessor to Coverdale Page. Sounds a lot like what he would do on that album. I like it. Um, some great um, guitar work by Steve Vai once again. And then we go to the final track on the album, Selling Ships. Um, this is kind of the one that um, people look mostly back at now. I mean, it's kind of become the kind of hidden gem on the album. Very Zeppelin-esque. And, um, I mean, it starts real mellow with acoustic guitars and then goes in to a very epic heavy mm -hmm. track in the middle. And, um, yeah, um, great track. There was a plethora of other stuff recorded for this album. Um, they re-recorded this um, track, um, Ain't Gonna Cry No More from Ready and Willie. Um, Burning Heart was um, a Vandenberg song. It was initially um, re-recorded for this album. Um, what else? 
there were several tracks that didn't make it on one of them that was well it's one of my favorite outtakes parking ticket which is a really good song and um i really like that track but on um, the one that everybody mostly knows that was an outtake from this album i think it was released as a b-side to one of the singles and that is um sweet lady luck um once again steve by just all over it and um great great song once again and um it was um not initially released on the disc but um it was later included on the 1994 greatest hits album but um yeah that's um it for the album um the album would hit number 10 in both the billboard 200 and uk albums chart and um the lineup, once again, is Coverdale on vocals, Steve Vai on guitar, and um, I'm just going to talk about Steve Vai real quick. Um, the reason he got this gig was, oddly enough, not from his work with Zappa or David Lee Roth or um, Alcatraz. It was, oddly enough, from the movie Crossroads. Coverdale had seen that movie and was very impressed with Steve Vai's playing, and um that's the reason Steve I was in, invited to join the band and um I mean Coverdale I've heard look back at this album as not being up there with all the rest it kind of he said missed the kind of missed the kind of white snake feel or sound I can see where he's talking about with some of it um I think a big part of it was Steve I I think they didn't think he exactly fit the White Snake sound, which he really didn't, to be fair. But, um, I mean, I think he's still done a great job. But um, Adrian Vandenberg also said that Steve Vai should have played it a lot more bluesy. And um, I think if that was the case, I think that it may have done a bit better. I really don't know. But um, this album did not do nowhere near as well as um 87 um it did go platinum in the u.s it went gold in the uk but um getting back to the lineup real quick um i mean you've got adrian vandenberg um he did guitar well he didn't he he was credited as a um, guitarist but he didn't play you had rudy sarzo on bass and tommy aldridge on drums you had Don Airy, David Rosenthal, and Claude Gaudet on keyboards. And you had Glenn Hughes, who, of course, was Coverdale's bandmate in Deep Purple. Um, Tommy Funderburk and Richard Page from the band Mr. Mister. He was the lead singer of that band. On backing vocals, um, supposedly, Glenn, I think Glenn Hughes sung on three tracks and... Um, Basically, the biggest thing with that was was that he was fighting drugs pretty bad at this point. I mean, look at Black Sabbath's Seventh Star, and um, I mean he was fighting drugs pretty bad at this point, and um, couldn't do as much vocals as Coverdale wanted him to. But um, yeah, I'm gonna get into the tour real quick for the album before I close everything out. Um, they went on the liquor and poker um liquor and poker tour in um. 1990 and um they formed all across the united states they um 
Eventually, they went to Donington for the Monsters of Rock that same year. And um, there's a live album and a live DVD release from that show. And um, it's a very good show. It's got um, Steve Vai, Adrian Vandenberg, um, Rudy Sardo, Tommy Aldridge, and, of course, Coverdale. And, um, I mean, a great show. Um, Vi and um, Vandenberg splitting up the guitar parts. Very, very cool to see. Um, <clears throat> Vi kind of putting his stamp on a lot of White Snake classics. Um, you got some early performances of um, "For the Love of God" on there, and um, that's a, that would be eventually be on the Passion and Warfare album by um, Steve Vai. Great, great tour. Um, they headlined one show with Kiss, and um, I think Coverdale and I believe it was Paul Stanley, they got into it over the pyrotechnics, and um, basically they both parted ways. They It was a big falling out over it. Basically, from what I read, that Kiss performed first, and then when Whitesnake came out, everybody left. So, I mean, that, if that was the case, that was a pretty bad friggin' deal. But, um, yeah, um... <clears throat> I'm going to go into something new real quick. Um, picks of that year, or a pick of that year. Um, going to do CD when it, when I, or album when I do um, music stuff, and um, or a DVD of music from that year. But um, or um, or the, a DVD that's related to music or a concert film. And then when I do movie reviews, I'll do. Um, a movie pick from that year, that same year, and, um, with, um, my pick this year, um, kind of White Snake 87 Part 2 with Blue Murder, released, um, 1989, um, same year, um, it's got John Sykes, um, Carmine Apice, and, um, Tony Franklin on bass, you've got Nick Green as well on keyboards, and, um, I mean, a great, great band. Um, they made this album, then they made, I think, one more in the 90s. And, um, never heard the second album, but I've heard the first one. First one's great. Um, the song Riot's an awesome song. You got the song Valley of the Kings, which was co-written by, um, former Black Sabbath singer Tony Martin. And, um, I mean, he, he was, I think, supposed to be in the band, but um, I think the record company convinced John Sykes to sing, and um, I mean, you've got a great, great album, and um, I mean, if you haven't heard it, go check it out, um, I'm sure it's probably on YouTube, um, go buy the album on Amazon, I'll put a link to it on, um, in the description, but um, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything for um slip of the tongue i hope you enjoyed this review like comment subscribe share these reviews um um spread the word i'm trying to get my um views up um gonna start doing a lot more reviews here in the um coming days and weeks and um i'm not exactly sure win of each week or, or or each day but um i'll try to get one up as soon as as possible but um 
yeah, um, White Snake, Slip of the Tongue, 1989. Um, it was an album that I think was put out to do a lot better than what it actually did. But, um, I mean, one of my first White Snake albums, I've always really enjoyed the album. Um, maybe, Steve, I may have been wrong for the group, but I do enjoy his guitar work on the album. Um, the video and um, audio I've heard from the tour was very good. Um, you can probably find that concert on YouTube as well, and or go buy it on um, Amazon. But, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this review, and um, see you next time.